take a look here. There's a list of uh, about 50 people from the congregation that got together in March and spent four days uh, revisiting the church's mission statement and the vision and trying to determine uh, the direction uh, for Bethany moving forward here. And at first, I want to thank all of those that participated, took the time out of their schedules to, uh, to get together and think through this process. Uh, and for those that couldn't be there but prayed for us, um, that was something that uh, you could feel as, as we were meeting and, and working through uh, the details of mission and vision. Uh, and, and the first question I, I want to pose to the panel here is uh, you met for four days and you visited the past, the present, and looked out to the future of Bethany. Uh, tell us about how the group worked together to listen to the Holy Spirit and build unity together. So, first of all, I want to say Steve did a tremendous job of facilitating the whole process. Um, and there was 50 people, and all 50 of those people were very well represented. Um, Steve had a lot of limits on like how much one person could talk so that we would hear from everybody in the group. And um, it was something like, in one sentence, say what you're thinking about um, your experience here or something like that anyway. Um, and then he would go around the whole group and if you didn't want to talk, you didn't have to, but he gave everybody a chance to speak. So it's not like there was just a handful of people that actually spoke into the process. It was everybody. Um, and it was really interesting to see different times um, a certain thing would come up and, and it was like the whole group was feeling the same way. Um, so the Holy Spirit was definitely there and involved. Um, and it was, yeah, it was just really interesting to see how one idea would, would kind of be central to everybody's thinking. And um, as, yeah, as others speak, I'm sure you'll hear that as well. Um, but it was, it was great to be a part of that. Uh, my name is Curtis Bowman, by the way. <laughs> Hello, my name is Jason Klein. I'll start with my name. Um, so this was a, a very cool experience to get a chance to be a part of. Um, I know some of you probably were disappointed you couldn't, um, but we really appreciate, like Craig said, the, the prayers and everything. I would say that the Holy Spirit really started working before we ever met. Um, we think about the time that our church has spent in prayer together, the fasting we went together. Um, that really, I think, kicked things off for us. Um, and just to kind of give you an idea of the difficulty, the tasks that we had in front of us when we met, um, think about the last time your family tried to decide what game to play or what TV show to watch. You know, that, you know that's, that's usually a major disagreement. You know, now we got 50 people in a room from all stages of life, from teens all the way on up, and we got to come together and somehow agree on something or find some consensus. And so just the fact that we did that, I think, is evidence that the Holy Spirit was at work in our midst and seeing the process of how we started from individual reflection. And then we were meeting as small group tables, and we would work together as a table to really find common themes. And then we would send that to the whole group and then pick out that, hey, we have these common themes going on throughout the group and really narrowed it down from there. Um, and then from there, we... We had some smaller tasks. We'd send out some groups to do, you know, some small tasks to focus on rewording a mission statement or wording a vision statement, and then they would bring that back to us and just seeing what they came back with. It was really exciting. We send this group off, and they're off. We hear them laughing and having fun, and they're like, are they even working? And they come back, and just they nailed it. And it was really, it was really cool to see how we could get to the end of this time and really have so much agreement from people that were really so different from each other. Um, and that was 
just something that I love being a part of, and, and we even talked about as we were meeting that it's something that we want to do again as a church, you know, maybe three, four, five years from now, just to refresh everything and get as many people involved in that as possible. Thank you. So on this, this next slide here um, is the mission revisited. Um, you see at the top there, 2019 mission, and then the previous mission down below there with some yellow highlights. Um, you know, one of the tasks, obviously, was to revisit the mission for the, of the church. Um, the team chose to change the language uh, just slightly. So uh, I pose the question, what was the reason for the slight change in language? Yes, so uh, one of the tasks Steve had us do, I think it was on the second day we met, uh, was everybody kind of was able to voice their opinion kind of of how they felt about the current mission statement. And uh, a common theme seemed to be that it should be more inclusive, not so much us versus them or the church versus uh, the unchurched. so we we chose to change the language in the in the last two lines, um, embrace them as family. We chose to change that to love each other as family because we're not just talking about us versus them. Uh, we want to include everybody and uh, love being like the the ultimate message of Jesus. Um, we chose to change that wording there. And then in the last line, uh, we don't, we're not just trying to help them grow. We all want to grow and grow in what? So we added in Christ. Uh, my name is David Runk. Uh, I wear my name tag and my photo is on Church Builder. So my wife is not here today. So you can be introduced to her by, by going to Church Builder. Uh, we highly valued the legacy left by those who had the original vision for this congregation. Uh, the one has become to known as uh, Bethany Grace Fellowship. At the time, it was a bold pro- proclamation that has been lived out and has borne much fruit. But the culture has changed and the wording of our statements have cha- has aged and the church has grown and taken on a specific character. Uh, and uh, that is what we were looking to address and, and work with. I'm Sandy Martin. Um, I just wanted to make some comparisons a bit because there are some things that have remained and stayed and were very, very steadfast. The first line um, to introduce people to Jesus, the group came together on that, and we all found that to be um, foundational. Um, And there are three parts um, to both mission statements, the salvation or the evangelism piece, and then coming together as a church family, and then um, edification and and, um, spiritual growth. So all three of those are still very present in this, um, and it brought me to 1 John 3.23. This is his commandment that we believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ. Love one another as he has commanded us. The one who keeps his commands abides in me and me in him. So I thought that verse just really encompassed this mission statement um, and the change there from um, that you see 
um, is just really clarifying that the church is not about them and us. It's all about us as a group. We're all one. Um, whether you are coming in as a new believer or you've trusted Jesus for decades, you have a place at the table. You have something to offer. You have gifts. Um, and you're needed um, to contribute to the body of Christ. Thank you. Um, moving on to uh, the vision portion, um, they, uh, there was a smaller group that was given the task uh, to go out and, and create a vision that would partner with the mission uh, that, was, that was just discussed. So as you can see here, uh, the vision uh, that was created was to be a thriving church that uh, imitates Christ, impacts community for eternity, and is the unified body of Christ. Um, so we feel that God led us to a vision for the future. Uh, what does the vision statement speak to us as a congregation, and how does, this, uh, how does this capture what we are striving to be under God's direction? There was a, well, first off, I want to impress, as I did in the first service, uh, this was not from the leadership down, as you, Bethany Grace, know, this was from the congregation up. Uh, when you look at the number and the names that were on the list, uh, they represent about one in every six people sitting here today. So it was a truly a reflection, and that includes everyone from people who were here from the beginning to me who have been here, my wife have been here six months. One of the things that was recognized uh, when I first come in is that other than, and I discount them because it's their job, other than the official greeters, nobody approached me. My wife's uh, situation was different. People approached her, but even the person that approached her said, it's a great church once you break in. It, what was really interesting is when he found out that a member who's been here 30 years, when his wife and him first came here, they found the same thing. So we recognize that as uh, our character needs to be adjusted and the vision can go forward and flourish as we move forward. First, we committed to leadership that we wanted to move from just being acquaintances and passing each other in the hallways to intimate relationship with one another. When somebody else is, as a minister friend of mine, is someone else in the congregation is crying that I taste salt. When somebody else is hurting that I feel pain. Uh, that's how we want to be connected moving forward. We wanted to be equipped and challenged in another part uh, to extend this grace to the community around us by taking it to them instead of inviting them to come find it here. Um, my view's a little different. Um, since all are created in image God, uh, there is no them. There is only us who have found bread and us who are, have not. And those who have not found bread are welcome at our table. Uh, we recognize that the work is ours to do collectively. Leadership can provide the opportunity but as members, we must invest ourselves in the process. This is our time and has become our bold proclamation for the future of Bethany. Uh, today, as an example, there's a fellowship meal. 
But if you don't take advantage of that and get to know people that you don't know or get to know people more intimately that you currently are acquaintances with, nothing will change. Good morning. Uh, my name is Eric Musser. Uh, so just to speak to the, the vision uh, to thrive, to impact, to unify, a couple verses that I felt like God laid on my heart uh, to thrive, Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Uh, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Uh, I think we recognize that to be our best, we want to thrive. To, to thrive, we want to imitate Christ. We want to walk in obedience with Christ, um, and that is when we're going to be at our best. So we want to provide a, an environment where we can do that. Uh, to impact uh, Matthew 28, 19, uh, the Great Commission, therefore go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Uh, I think our heart here is that we want to impact our community, but specifically we want to see people come to know Jesus. We want to baptize people. We want to see people get the gift of eternal life. And so we can do a lot of things that are going to impact our community, uh, but ultimately, are we, are we adding to the number of the kingdom daily? Uh, and lastly, to unify, uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 25 talks about the body, uh, so that there should be no division in the body, but that its parts should have equal concern for each other. Um, as we look to unify, I, I think this verse just, for me, it really spoke to me. We want to look around and we want to have equal concern for one another. We want this to be a picture of how God intended family to be. There's a lot of negative connotations around family. Um, there's brokenness in the world, but that doesn't mean that family, uh, that we should just remove that term family. We want to redeem that word and we want to show um, the world what a, a God intended family to be. Okay. Um. So moving forward here, well, I guess before I do that, I, I, you can see there that logo is made up of three parts, the mission, the vision, which we have just spoken to, and values. And, and unfortunately, uh, we didn't have enough time in those four days to get to the values and to really to nail them down and solidify them. Uh, so we decided that the elders would try to uh, finish that portion of it off and then bring it back to the larger group um, and then, of course, bring it back to the congregation. Um, as a whole. And, and as you can see, on uh, Sunday, May 19, uh, we're going to have a congregational affirmation of uh, the mission and the vision and, and values and so on. And there will be a sermon brought on, on mission and what the Bible says about that and why it's important for the church. Um, and, you know, along the way, if you have any questions or concerns, uh, feel free to ask anybody that was on the team. Um, you have 50 people, so if you have a question, you should be able to track somebody down. Um, we'll try to explain the process, uh, what was discussed, what, you know, how, how we came to what we came to, and that sort of thing. And, and this is important for, for Bethany for a lot of reasons, but it, it's also part of a bigger, a bigger plan um, as we are a church in transition from a pastoral standpoint. Um, this is part of being prepared and organized to go out and, and hire a new pastor. Um, you know, we wanted to solidify what we thought God was telling us the direction of Bethany was, and we're also looking at job description, how that fits together, salary benefits to make an offer for, for the person that God, we believe, is, is setting aside for us already. Um, it's just a matter of, of finding them out there. So 
Um, we thank you for, for your time and, and, and all those that took place and prayed, and, and uh, we're going to leave you here with uh, the vision statement. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it was really a good time for all of us who were there and, and could experience it. And, you know, the interesting thing is uh, I was talking to Steve this week, and he said he was a little concerned because he put out five questions, and he wanted people to speak to those five questions, and everybody came back and wanted to speak to the first three. And the first three had to do with the process or the, the experience that they had as part of this uh, vision process. And he said, you know, why doesn't anyone want to actually talk about the end, the end product? But as we talked about, we thought, you know, that was what was so meaningful to those 50 people who were gathered together is that not ever having a vision statement before, not having anything to work from, those 50 people came together from, and it was from youth to people in their 70s. It was from uh, people who've been here 30 years to people who've been here six months, uh, a couple of people who aren't partners yet. And it was just a, a neat thing as people would talk and share what their experiences have been and what, what they believe this church should be doing. And it was just a common theme. I will also say that the group that went into the room had about an hour that they spent working on this vision statement. And when they went in there, I thought, we did not give them enough stuff to work with. Um, it, the, what we had been throwing up on the wall, I thought, wow, how are they going to come up with anything? And, and this statement, I believe, is really going to help us move forward. And, you know, as I thought about it, the words here are not, they're not, you know, the ultimate amazing thing or anything like that. But what, what it does for us as a church is I believe every year, and maybe even more often than that, but certainly yearly, I believe that each ministry, uh, the elders, and even each as individuals can look at this and say, what am I going to do this year that helps this church be a thriving church? What am I going to do this year that helps us impact the community? And what are we going to do this year to unify as a body of Christ? And so it's going to help us to drive that forward and just keep, keep holding us to that. Um, so that's the exciting thing, I believe, about the vision statement. Now, like uh, Craig said, May 19th, you're going to be invited to, to just affirm that. Um, in the meantime, over the next three weeks, if you have any questions, feel free to contact any of those people on that list. Um, I think they'd be happy to talk to you about the experience and maybe why some of the wording was chosen. Another interesting thing is as we got together as elders to talk about it, of course, we went through and, and thought, is this really where the elders are at as well? You know, is this something that the elders feel good about? And you know, we thought about some different word changes, but in the end, we always came back to, no, this wording is right. And we ended up accepting what, what they had recommended to us word for word, which, yeah, it was just really neat how it all just came together. Well, when you came in this morning, uh, I have a number of announcements for you. You should have received a bulletin. In that bulletin, there's a tear-off. I'll just remind you again, that's a good way for you to submit prayer requests. Uh, let us know you were here. Um, the prayer requests do go to a prayer team that prays specifically for those requests during the week. Uh, also, if, unless you mark it as private, uh, those prayer requests come to the prayer team that meets on a Wednesday evening. And um, so those things are prayed for and prayed over. And we just really invite you to submit your prayer requests for us to pray together as a church. Uh, you can, you'll be dropping them off then in the offering uh, when we pass the offering at the end of the service. Uh, to let you know, Steve is still in Iowa. Uh, he actually is planning on returning tomorrow because his father did pass away this morning. 
So continue to remember Steve and, and his family in prayer. While they knew this was coming, I mean, it was certainly inevitable at this point. Uh, still, of course, the finality of it is, you know, final. <laughs> and so uh, pray for Steve and his family. Uh, he will be back this coming week. He'll be with us next weekend. And then the following week, he'll be back out in California for the memorial service. Um, so, yeah. The meal after this service in the basement and in the fellowship hall. And I'll just say, if you are a visitor here or if you didn't sign up for it, feel free to stay. Uh, we have plenty of food. We have room. And you'll get fed here quicker, I believe, than if you walk out the doors and go to another place to find food. So we just invite all of you to stay and, and join us with the meal. There's a slide for the women's ministry. Uh, they're hosting a tea May 11th at 2 o'clock. That's a Saturday. And there's some information in your bulletin and also out there on a table. I also draw special attention to the uh, marriage night. Um, again, I'll say, I think it's going to be a good night with some of the speakers. I also think it's going to be a real fun night uh, because I'll just say again, I like Michael Jr. He's hilarious. I've seen him a number of times. Um, and so, yeah, you can sign up for that. Now, actually, I, you have to register on the website that is, with, that is through Right Now Media. And then Right Now Media communicates to us who all has joined. So um, just to let you know of that. Then a couple other announcements I don't have slides for. Uh, the first one here is because the decision is so new. Um, we've been talking as an elder board over the last uh, month and a half about what we do over the summer. Until two years ago, we always went to a single service over the summer. Uh, it was just the normal way we did it because uh, we noticed that statistically we lose about 15% attendance over the summer because of all the vacations and the travel and that type of thing. And so we always went to that single service for the summer and then went back to two in the fall. Last two years, we've not done that, but we've always been right at that line where it's, oh, it's, it's mm, one of those things we always wrestled with. This year, as we talked about, again, you know, coming out of the visioning process, what we heard from a lot of people is that it's just hard to make those connections. And one of the things that makes it harder is that we have two services. And so you see someone in the foyer and you don't know if this is their first Sunday or if they've been coming to the other service for six months. And so we said, you know what, now is a great time to go back to that single service for the summer again and to be able to get connected again um, and also to, because we anticipate that there'll be lower attendance during the summer. So starting Memorial Day, that's the last weekend in May, we're going to be going back to single service and we're, going to, we're planning on carrying that through Labor Day. So it's for the summer with the bookends Memorial Day and Labor Day. Now our plan there is to offer Sunday school, uh, adult education, youth programming, children programming, from 9 o'clock till 10 o'clock. And then our service will start at 10.15. Now, that's during the summer here. Someone questioned me this morning, well, if we go back to it in the fall, you know, back to two services, does that mean 10.15 stays? And no, that's just because we don't have to empty out the sanctuary and bring new people in. So 10.15, starting Memorial Day, will be the, sec will be the service itself. Um, so just make note of that. And we'll be reminding you uh, the next couple of weeks about that as well. And um, then also there's a... Uh, Announcement in the bulletin concerning a movie that's coming out. It's called Kingdom of Men Rising. Um, it's, it's mostly for men, but it's for family. I mean, for husbands and wives. And, uh, but it's talking about issues that, where men can really step up and be who God desires them to be. Now, it was pointed out that uh, the information in the bulletin does not include the location or the time. <laughs> so uh, they said I should say something from the stage. It is tomorrow evening and Tuesday evening at Penn Cinema at 7 o'clock. So if you're interested in that movie, that's the details that are missing from the bulletin. Monday evening, Tuesday evening at Penn Cinema at 7 o'clock. Finally, 
I will welcome Dakota Cox to the stage. Dakota is a young guy. He actually was, at, was involved in the visioning process. That's the first time I talked to him, and I know he appreciated some uh, secrets that I told him about my daughter that's about his age. So, uh, yeah, Dakota's going to share some things about a youth event coming up. All right, thanks, John. So if you look behind me, you got the uh, slide, and our youth group is doing this thing called uh, World Vision 30-Hour Famine. And I'll make this short so our sermon can get going. Um, so it's going to be May 16th through the 17th. That's a Friday through, or that's a Thursday through Friday. Uh, we won't be eating any food or just, and just drinking water from 1.30 on Thursday, so 1.30 in the afternoon, all the way going through the night, sleeping at and not eating until 7.30 p.m. on Friday. So the reason we're doing this is to raise money for people who don't have uh, necessities in third world countries, and even in our own. And this group is a nonprofit organization that goes in and does anything from giving food, giving clothing, shelter, um, anything. So they're pretty good with that. I've done it three times, so they're a really good organization. Um, so I would consider... Uh, donations to help our, raise our goal, and our goal is $1,250. So any donation helps. Uh, checks can be made out to World Vision 30-Hour Famine. Um, you can give any money, any donations, or anything to myself or Grant uh, Gaiman's email is up there, and uh, they have a, we have a website on there. So you can do it online, do it in person. I'm here every Wednesday, pretty much every Sunday. So, um, and then... One thing that Steve actually asked me to challenge the church to do was to join us in fasting for those 30 hours. So if you are up to the challenge, it's a good experience, so you can just go and fast for those 30 hours and get the experience. I know I've gotten something out of it every time I've done it. So thank you. I'll be down at the meal thing then later today. So you guys, if you're willing to give money today or whenever, I'll be down there. So, thanks. Yep, thanks, Dakota. And, yeah, there's a number of youth that are doing it. Uh, the, the youth group is, is sort of doing it as a group. So, yeah, let's pray and invite the Holy Spirit to just really move among us. God, again, I just thank you for the group of people that you've gathered together here at this time in this location, um, this part of the body, and also uh, thank you for any visitors who are here. God, I just pray that as, we, as we've worshipped you, as we've sung songs about you and remembered who you are and, and, and our position before you, uh, and also now as we, as we open up your word and, and look at lessons that we can learn from your word and, and see more of who you are, I just invite the Holy Spirit to move individually in each of us, to open our ears and to open our minds. God, thank you for your presence here. In Jesus' name, amen.